Welcome to the Kick Pod, your weekly DM on the stuff that matters. One, two, three, guys and welcome back i'm steph and i'm laura and we want to thank you first of all for coming and listening to our podcast we're very excited to see that you guys are enjoying it yes we are thank you and firstly steph how are you feeling (laughs) yeah i don't know if you guys can't hear the difference in my voice but definitely a little huskier than usual um i am sick and i've been sick all weekend so it was the easter long weekend here in australia and I pretty much spent the whole weekend on the couch eating a lot of chocolate, <laughs> which was good. Um, but I'm very much ready to get back into routine. How was your weekend? It was good. And you quickly, you watched a whole, did you watch Twilight for yes. a whole day? Yeah, the whole saga. Bailey, I made Bailey sit inside <laughs> with me. So thankfully I had a friend and I wasn't alone. But yeah, we watched the whole Twilight saga in one day. It was great. How many are there? Well, there's six, but we, I think there's six. six? Yeah, but I watched the first one the other day. So we only watched five. Oh my goodness, I think I only watched two. Oh, well, Is it worth going back and doing? Absolutely, but I think you need to watch it from the start <laughs> to remind yourself of what happened. What did you get up to on this weekend? I did some stuff around the house. We did some painting. Well, mainly Dalton painted and I watched, I painted a little bit. <laughs> Um, Dalton is hilarious because, and you messaged me about this, Steph, <laughs> he painted our whole fence with a tiny paintbrush <laughs> instead of getting a roller paint or a spray gun. And I, I said to him, maybe we could go get you a roller it might save some time and he said no no this is the only way and he was trying so hard so I didn't want to be like I think you're wrong yeah (laughs) yeah. Julie's hand got so sore yeah and because it was on the day that was really hot 30 degrees he was full sweating from head (laughs) to toe and he was covered in paint and he had paint everywhere and he he didn't wear paint clothes he wore normal clothes and then he came inside and um walked past our beige couch so he's got black paint on it Oh, but no. I can't be mad because he tried, he tried so hard. <laughs> it's just like when Billy, which is my dog, eats anything. Our bedroom now has been the wall, the windowsill has been eaten. He's oh, eaten no. like through the, the underneath the metal, like into the plasterboard now. Okay, so which can't be good for him. No, but didn't we have a conversation about this? <laughs> have you got him some chew toys? Because we actually got them today. We okay, went and picked it up. We bought them from Kmart, and they'd been at the post office. And Dot wouldn't pick them up this morning. So hopefully, it makes a difference. Yeah, but he's so cute. I can't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So on today's podcast, you'll be hearing from myself and Dan. So Dan is our PT on the Kick program, and in this chat, we discuss a whole bunch about strength training particularly um, why women shouldn't be scared of it because I feel like it's a very common misconception um, that women feel like they can't do strength training without getting too bulky. Um, And then speaking of this kick program, as Laura shared with you last week, we're going to continue to share our um, 50% off code for new newbies. So if you haven't ever (laughs) tried our program out, if you sign up on our website to the month-to-month option and enter the code KICKPOD, you'll get 50% off your first month. So you can finally see what we've been chatting about. What's um, our website? Oh, yeah. You probably need that. Um, <laughs> www.keepitcleanart.com.au. <laughs> anyway, guys, we hope you enjoy uh, today's chat and, yeah, enjoy it. <laughs> One, two, three, Hello. Hello, Steph. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks for having me on. 
Thank you so much for being a part of our podcast and really just for being a part of Keep It Cleaner All Together. Reverse the roles in the podcasting <laughs> scene for once. I know. Had Laura and I have um, been on Danny's podcast quite a few times, mm. um, which is good. Thanks for having us on, on there. Pleasure. But we wanted to have you on not only because you're our PT on our Keep It Cleaner program, but the girls love you. They really do. Oh, the community good. does not stop talking about Dan, which is good. <laughs> so we have a feeling Sometimes they're Sometimes good like... things. Depends what the workout's been that day. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely does. Sometimes they do hate you. <laughs> also depends whether I've told anyone how much I press lately. That is a common question. <laughs> um, and it was actually funny when I asked the girls to send in some questions, um, that definitely <laughs> popped up a few times. How much does he press? <laughs> Pretty much. Or like, what do you squat? And stuff like that. <laughs> no, but today we wanted to chat to Danny about women's training just in general um we will talk quite a bit about strength training because i feel like there's a lot of misconception around that i feel like a lot of women i mean i definitely have thought differently about strength training lately as i used to um in thinking that it might be negative to do or have a negative negative effect on a woman's body um so we will go into that and then I'll definitely bring up some of the questions because some of the questions the girls brought up were really great. Right. Um, yeah, and I awesome. feel like a lot of people would be thinking the same things. Um, but to start off with, when it comes to strength training, yeah. let's start with the benefits, like just the overall benefits of strength training, whether you're a male or a female, yeah. what are they um, to try and start it off on a positive and get people to stop thinking of strength training as a negative? Yeah, for sure. There, there are literally so many benefits um, and people are probably going to listen and, and think, of course, I'm going to say that. But, mm. you know, just to list a few, increasing metabolic rate, um, improving or making it a lot easier to lose body fat, mm-hmm. improving bone density, reducing the risk of disease, um, reducing cortisol levels, um, increasing self-esteem and confidence, which is something that anyone that's kind of been through or, or like gone from not doing strength training to actually doing it and getting stronger and becoming more confident in the gym We'll know that straight away, mm-hmm. um, and that's just like that's literally just to lift a few, uh, to mention to lift a few. So <laughs> to lift what a it's few. done to me. Someone's brain's waits, definitely waits thinking head. about strength. But that's just to to list a few, and obviously the the obvious benefits are things such as actually getting stronger, mm. um, improving your posture. You know, it, if you're someone that likes to run and do aerobic activity, then a lot of the time strength training and any form of resistance training will help you improve in those areas as well. Mm. Um, which, like I said, if you've done it before. You would have um, you would have seen those benefits, but there are so many, um, and that's what, as you just mentioned, a lot of people don't kind of see mm. um, if they're new to strength training because a lot of the time you get the perception of what it's going to do. I mm-hmm. think the end result is what people see, or the they see people result, that do weights yeah. and just see that you know they just automatically pair weights with how someone looks. Yeah, when it's just not the case. There's so many other factors that come into how someone's gone from. You know, let's say, for example, someone's gone from skinny or mm. really lean to all of a sudden being, being huge. <laughs> it's not just because they've gone in the gym and lifted weights. Yeah, and um, I think I've said it on the podcast with you girls before, mm. but um, an analogy that I like to use, especially with females that are scared of lifting weights, is like saying that you're not going to drive your car in case you accidentally become an <laughs> F1 driver. I love this analogy. <laughs> it's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, I've been lifting weights since I was 15 or 16 years old, trying to get big. Mm-hmm. And if anyone figures out how to make it a little bit easier, come and let me know because I still <laughs> haven't gotten massive. So, and I've been trying, I've been lifting, you know, five, six days a week for yeah. literally since I was 15 or 16. Yeah. So, um, there is a big misconception, but the benefits are absolutely endless. And anyone, especially uh, females that have gone into strength training, such as yourself, 
will be able to attest to this and um, and kind of know firsthand of the benefits that it can have. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, for me personally, when I spoke earlier about negative thoughts towards strength training, it was very much a common thread because a lot of the questions that we got from the community were exactly how I used to think and feel about strength training. You know, they were more interested in how to lose weight and tone up and not get bulky or not to build too much muscle. And I used to have this thought around strength training that if I started it or if I did too much of it, I would become too bulky and too muscly and I'd put on weight and everything Obviously, I've now learned that um, it's not so much of a bad thing and that like putting on muscle weight isn't, a, isn't an issue. And all mm. of those benefits that you said before is something that I've um, definitely noticed since increasing the amount of strength training that I do. Yeah. Um, and I definitely don't feel bulky, um, for not, sure. Not at all. And like I said, there's so many factors that come into play of someone that does end mm. up bulky. And, and the biggest one straight away is going to be nutrition. Yes, okay. Um, which we don't, I don't know whether we do or don't have to touch on it now, but like strength training in itself, like the more lean muscle you have, the better, regardless of what your goal is, the more lean muscle that you hold, the better, the easier it is to lose fat, the faster your metabolism is, the more food you can eat without putting on body fat, Mm. the easier it is to lose body fat, Um, you know, the stronger your bones are going to be. And especially, I don't know what, like the target audience is obviously not extremely old people, I'm Mm -hmm. assuming, but like... (laughs) As you get older, it's so important to continue to lifting weights and doing some form of resistance training um, throughout your whole life. So the earlier you can start, the better. Mm. And speaking of other factors that, you know, might lead to um, what strength training does to your body, is there a difference between a guy doing a strength session and a girl doing a strength session? Like, do, do our bodies react differently to strength training? Or is it purely just that most of the guys that are going to the gym quite regularly for strength training um, and want to increase muscle size, it really is just the nutrition? Or is it our bodies that do kind of... To an extent, there is a bit of a difference yeah. between male and female. And typically, a lot of the time, the biggest difference is the actual program that you're following. Yeah, right. So, like, obviously, a lot of the time, females are wanting to come in and work on lower body, mm-hmm. um, grow the grow glutes. The and uh, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, and probably not putting as much of a focus on getting... Big biceps. arms, big biceps, <laughs> whereas guys are coming in, it's almost the opposite. Yeah. Um, and you'll typically find with guys, like they'll spend a lot of their time, especially when they first start out, actually purposely trying to get bigger. So they are eating a lot more than what they need to be eating. They are having yeah, a lot right. more protein than what they probably need. They're making sure that every time they go in the gym, they're absolutely smashing themselves with the purpose of trying to build as much muscle as possible. Mm. Um, and, and like I said before, like it's – I think for everybody, the aim or the goal should be to build as much lean muscle tissue as possible. And then from there, in terms of your shape and stuff, like, you know, the the word gets thrown around a lot, especially with females, about wanting to be toned or mm. defined. Or lean. Yeah. And the word tone in particular, like, you, the thing, this is, this is the thing, you cannot tone a muscle. Yeah. A muscle, you're, genetically, a muscle cannot change the, the actual shape of what it is in yeah. terms of what you were born with. Yeah. The only thing you can do to a muscle is either grow it so make it bigger or mm-hmm. smaller. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about being toned, all that is is actually growing the muscle first yeah. and having a low enough body fat percentage from eating well and training at a high intensity and expending enough energy to be able to reveal the shape. That's all like the word toned is mm. and having definition. You, you really cannot change the shape of a muscle. You can just make it bigger or smaller. So if we're talking about, let's say, having more toned glutes or toned legs or even you know, arms and shoulders and stuff like that, to do that, you have to build some form of lean muscle tissue. So if you're just constantly doing cardio and avoiding the weight section or avoiding resistance mm-hmm. training, then that toned and defined look that you're after is it's going to be hard to achieve, especially yeah. if you're just doing cardio, which a lot of girls 
typically find out. So, well, uh, I mean, I even noticed that in Laura. Yeah. Like Laura's training changes up all the time. Running is probably the one thing that she keeps consistent. But I even notice in the months where she's pretty much just running and not really doing much else. She, we might not be filming much for kick and um, she's just running for the sake of, you know, her, that helps her mental state. Um, and we haven't been doing much strength training or anything. Her body completely changes to more of like a running physique. It's not as toned. She might be smaller or, yeah, yeah it's just totally different. Um, it is totally different. And talking about mixing up your training and being able to include strength because you think it's important and it brings all those benefits, yeah. no matter if you want to be a runner or whatever you do in your routine, particularly for the girls on kick. I mean, we've got so many different types of exercises on yeah. kick and the reasonings behind that at the beginning at the beginning was more so Laura and I really liked mixing up our own routines. We kept it interesting, yeah. kept it fun and we noticed that there was different parts of our lives where we preferred different things. Mm. Say last year I was really into boxing so yeah. I probably did boxing three or four days a week on average yeah. um, whereas this year I'm kind of getting more into strength and running. And so mm. I'm trying that more so than boxing. So that was the whole idea behind mixing it up. But then there was also the part of, you know, helping girls figure out exactly what they liked doing, what their bodies reacted well to. Yeah. But at the same time, having um, a mixture was probably just best for their all-round fitness anyway. So do you think strength training is something that most girls, no matter what their goals, should try and include somewhat in their routine? 100%. I think I think everyone should be including some form of resistance training. In saying that, you touched on a really good point there. Like you said, last year you were really into your boxing and I'm sure you still would be this year mm-hmm. if you were doing it, but you have found that by actually giving something a go, like I remember when we first spoke about getting into proper strength training, you were really hesitant and I said <laughs> to you, like the only way that you're going to actually see whether this is good for you or not is yeah. if you properly commit, mm-hmm. which to your um, credit you did, and then now you've seen the benefits. So yeah. even at the end of this year, if you go, look, as, even though I really did enjoy strength training, I miss boxing, mm. and next year maybe you might go, all right, I'm going to do two boxing, two strength, yeah. and a little bit of conditioning with, with um, some hit stuff with the kick or whatever it may be. So yeah. it's all about finding that balance and what you enjoy because um, something that I say a lot is that if, you know, the most, you know, quote-unquote optimal program in the world, like on paper is no good if you can't stick to it or if you don't actually enjoy it. Yes, for so sure. So it's easy for me to say strength training is a must, but if you someone listening it. hates it and just doesn't enjoy it, then they're going to be much better off avoiding it, or not so much avoiding it, but doing less of it and more yeah. of the stuff they enjoy because they're going to stick to that. Totally agree with that. Um, I mean, we always say that exercise shouldn't be a punishment. So exactly no right. matter what it is, if it is cardio that you hate, like you don't have to include it all the time. I think it's good to mix it up um, for your own... Um, fitness levels and mm. and getting stronger and, and fitter and faster and all that sort of stuff in every different kind of category of fitness. So I suppose that's why we mix it up. But yeah, I don't know for me. But but then you said before that strength training that it is still important because even if you are in love with cardio or like a really like you you're constantly telling Laura to do more strength. Yeah. Because she finds that when she hasn't been doing it so much that her running form might be off or, yeah. you know, she might be sore one week or something. So so it, it is somewhat still important to keep a little bit of it included. Yeah. I, 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 think, I, think, I literally do think that everybody should be doing yeah. it. And what I'm saying about people may not be wanting to do it is purely just because of the fact that I'd rather someone stick to a proper program and, and actually yeah. move and exercise compared to not doing anything at all. But without a doubt, like you look at any top 
I know this is an extreme example, mm. but any top athlete in the world, regardless mm. of what their sport is, they're doing some form of strength training. Yeah, that's regardless true. whether it's a marathon runner yep. or a sprinter or, or whatever. Um, and another point you brought up then, I'm going to bring it up now because I've got the memory of a goldfish and I'll forget <laughs> what I was going to say. Like you said before about if you if you just hate running or you hate the cardio side of things, mm. then it doesn't necessarily mean you have to do it. Like something that's really important to understand, especially if the goal is to, to get a bit leaner or lose some body fat or whatever, change your body shape, is that your body doesn't know whether you've gone for a run or whether you've gone to the gym mm-hmm. or whether you've done boxing or whether you've done a spin session. It knows whether it's, it's burnt energy or not. So a, an example I always use is, um, again, this is extreme, but it, it still applies for ev- absolutely everyone. The last time I, the last few times I've done physique competitions, so I've got in like literally the best shape of my life mm. without a doubt. I've done no cardio. Yeah. Like zero. I've literally just expended energy from doing resistance training in the gym, mm-hmm. controlled what I was eating, mm-hmm. and then and that's got me to where I need to be. Like whereas now, like I genuinely enjoy running, so mm. I'll, I'll run a bit more. Mm. Um but you don't necessarily have to correlate, you know, cardio doesn't equal fat loss. Resistance yeah. training doesn't equal fat loss. Like it all has to work together. Yeah, but there's no one thing that's going to make you lose fat. Just like when we talk about nutrition, like a certain meal is not going to make you lean. Yeah. Just as a certain meal is not going to make you gain weight. Yeah. It's an overall type thing. Like it's it's a consistency and um, it's, there's a bigger picture. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up about uh, the energy thing because I think I used to have – again, a misconception about strength training that I wouldn't burn as many calories. Not that I've ever been someone who's really concentrated on calories, but I just never saw a strength um, training session as beneficial when it came to burning calories as Mm. cardio. And I think the only thing that was in my mind was because I wasn't getting puffed or sweaty. Yeah. But lately, um, because I've been pushing myself, mm. uh, even if it's just purely weight session that we've been doing, I've noticed that my heart rate does actually go up and I do feel exhausted after a session. And um, I think I'm starting to see what you mean by that, by, you know, you can burn just as much energy through strength training. Yeah, of course. Like if you put it in more of like a, not even really that scientific, but like a scientific way, like, if you're in the gym doing, for example, squats or a deadlift or lunges, like you're using a lot of muscle groups to do those exercises. So your body has to provide oxygen and energy to the working muscles. So mm. that burns energy. Mm. So, and and the benefit of the resistance training side of things is that once you leave the gym, your body's not done. Yeah. Especially if you push yourself like things like we will do where, um, you know, really high intensity sets where you're building up lactic acid or um, you're going kind of almost past the point of failure. Mm. If you're going for a jog for 20 minutes and you're going to be burning, you're going to be burning calories from the moment you start to the moment you finish, mm. and that's it. Whereas if you go into the gym, yes, your heart rate's not going to be up the whole time you're in the gym. It's going to be up and down, up and down, up and down, similar to a heat workout like we would do with mm. cleaner where we have enough rest to get your heart rate down and bump it back up again. Mm-hmm. But your body continues to expend that energy after you're finished, mm. um, which is something that people don't necessarily think about. But like I said, if you're if you're willing to actually give it. Um, time to to see whether it actually does work for you. You can see those benefits. Just a matter of actually buying in, like anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You actually have to give, give it time it and give it a chance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you brought up hit briefly then, and Cass Southwell from our community actually asked a great question reco- um, regarding that. Um, she well, for anyone that doesn't know what hit is, maybe explain quickly what hit training actually is. But she also asked how hit training compares to other forms of cardio, like going for a run or, mm. you know, skipping or whatever, if it's not in a hit 
um, work out what's the difference. Is there a benefit? Yeah. Um, is there different benefits? You know, what's better than the other if there is one better than the other? Yeah. So I guess to explain what it is initially or the difference between the two. So uh, a low intensity cardio session when and even moderate intensity, say, for example, a run mm-hmm. or a swim or a ride or something like that. Um, your body is basically working at a certain capacity the whole time. So yeah. your, your heart rate is able to keep up with where it needs to Quite be. Stable. It's going to be, yeah, it's very <coughs> stable. So let's say a rough, rough example, 70% of your max heart rate mm-hmm. throughout basically the whole time. So you reach that steady state where your heart rate and everything is just keeping up. So you can mm-hmm. kind of just keep going for a lot longer. Yeah. So like I said before, you're going to be expending energy from the moment you start to the moment you finish. But once you finish, you, your heart rate will gradually drop, drop back down and you can level out pretty quickly because it hasn't needed to work too hard to maintain that when you talk about hit which is high intensity interval training mm-hmm. um you're you're basically pushing your body past the point of where it can provide enough oxygen to the working muscles so you reach a uh a state called epoch which is excess post oxygen consumption mm-hmm. um and what that means is that you literally cannot provide enough oxygen to the working muscles so if anyone's ever done a really hard hit session you'll probably find you start yawning a mm-hmm. lot because you're not able to provide enough oxygen to the muscles so when we do like we sled actually, pushes I in yawn, the gym. When you said that, I yawn all the time when we're filming. When Because we, we, we film kick um, workouts and we do a minimum of 60 minutes worth of kick, right? And the kick workouts are 20 minutes long. Mm. So it's like doing three kick workouts. A lot of it's hit training and yeah. I'm constantly yawning and I'm getting very confused as like, am I, <laughs> is my body relaxed or yeah. am I tired? What's going on? So it's just the oxygen. It's the oxygen, yeah. So... Um, typically with a HIIT workout, you'll basically get your heart rate to the point where it's at max heart rate or mm. close to um, for a short period of time and then give yourself enough time to, to get it back down. And, and typically with the HIIT workouts in kick, we try and do that. Obviously, we don't have a heap of time to be able to allow for a lot of rest. But um, an example in the gym may be if we're doing like a sled push, we might do 15 to 20 seconds of just max effort mm-hmm. to the point where you're just absolutely ruined like mm-hmm. you would feel after a 100-meter sprint mm-hmm. in school or whatever mm-hmm. you used to do. Um, and then would give yourself give you enough time to get let your heart rate come back down to the point where you're almost feeling good to go again mm-hmm. or pretty much right to go, mm-hmm. and then repeat. So you're trying to keep that intensity up for as long as possible in those working efforts, which, again, similar to weights. Like if you've come from a background where you're just constantly heart rate up, sweating the whole time, feel like you're working really hard, to then go into you know, five sets of 20 seconds mm-hmm. of work, it feels like you're not working hard enough, but mm. it's not. It's just not um, not the case. Like you look, a good example is a sprinter. So their whole session, they might be out on the track for an hour and a half, mm. two hours, and their workload for that time is two minutes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you look at a physique of a sprinter, and obviously it's not just their running that goes into it. It's their strength training, it's their nutrition, and yep. and their genetics to an extent. But yep. um, you know, I think that's a really good example to show like the the power of that type of training and. Um, anyone that's really done like proper hit training will know how wrecked you feel after it. Like it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Like, like I said, three to five sets of twenty second max efforts. You you should be absolutely wrecked. You think, like I said, you think about how how wrecked you are after one one hundred mm-hmm. meter sprint. Imagine doing four more of those. If you're doing them properly at that intensity, then you're going to get a lot of benefit out of it. Yeah. So, I guess to answer your question, the difference is that um, with with hit, you're not giving you know body's not getting enough oxygen to go to the working muscles so it takes longer to recover so similar to strength training once the session's done your body's not done so mm-hmm. up to i think it's between 24 and 48 hours your body can still be burning through calories even when you're at rest okay. just because it's still trying to recover those muscles so one is anaerobic mm-hmm. which is hit which means that you're not getting enough oxygen to the working muscles 
and one's aerobic, mm-hmm. so which is more so your steady state jog or yep. um, cruisy aerobic workout, which is easy to maintain. And I suppose so one of the benefits that kind of stuck out to me then with HIIT versus other forms of cardio that are more steady would be that you wouldn't have to do them for as long. So if someone's looking yeah. to fit in workouts in their lifestyle and it's something they want to get done really quickly but they mm. want to have that kind of cardio it hits great for that because you you wouldn't necessarily like maybe a 20 minute hit session could be the same as a long run <laughs> yeah for sure and like i said before you're not going to necessarily see that firsthand yeah. at the time because yeah. a lot of people now wear like heart rate monitor watches or um mm. Bits that show you how many calories, calories you, burn. you burn so in 20 minutes no you wouldn't have burnt as many calories yeah. as what you would have if you went for a 20 minute run but like I said, your body's still burning through those calories and trying to recover the muscles for a bit longer. And, you know, obviously when I'm doing a personal training session, mm. I'm not going to sit there and just watch someone on the treadmill for 20 minutes <laughs> of their 60-minute session. I probably wouldn't want to pay you for that session. Yeah, I wouldn't pay <laughs> me for that session. <laughs> um, but so that's where I, I would, most most of my clients will do no longer than like three to five minutes at the end of a session. Mm-hmm. Of conditioning mm-hmm. and like that's plenty. Yeah, they wouldn't want any more than that. <laughs> Not after your sessions. Yeah. Um, so Amelia from the community asked a question, which again is probably something you hear all the time. Is there an answer to this? I don't know. But what's better for losing weight? Is it cardio or is it strength? Yeah, there is really no answer. I think yeah. um, I personally think, um, in my opinion, more strength than cardio. Mm-hmm. Um, the way I would usually set up any of my clients is um, is with resistance slash strength training first. Mm-hmm. Make sure their nutrition's in check because obviously that's one of, if not the yeah. most important mm-hmm. um, factor for fat loss. Yeah, and then I use cardio as a tool. So as I said before, cardio doesn't equal fat loss. Yeah, um, and I've even I mean done it does, like, but not like it's not it like automatically does not equal yeah. fat loss. Like yeah. I did a bit of a case study um, a while back where I did a, a half marathon. Yeah. And before I started training for that, I was doing like, I think a total of 30 minutes of cardio a week and it was yep. all just hit training. Yep. And then by the time I got to the half marathon, I was doing, you know, three or four hours a week mm. just running. Mm-hmm. And I purposely ate more, like consistently ate more throughout throughout the training for it just to show that you, that it doesn't equal fat loss. So I actually gained two kilos, which didn't do much for my race. Yeah, um, but it, it proved a point to yeah, be able to right. show that like, just because I'm doing a heap of cardio doesn't mean I'm going to lose fat. And I've heard that like cardio and some forms of cardio, like running or whatever, can also if you're if you're not doing much strength training, actually lose muscle mass as well. So you might actually be losing kilos if someone was weighing themselves, but they're actually losing quite a lot of muscle as well. Is that true? Yeah, it can be. Like if you're, I think if you're, I actually did a bit of content on this recently. Like mm. if you're eating, if you're eating enough calories. Mm-hmm. To make sure that you're not in a deficit and you're eating enough protein to make sure that you're maintaining muscle mass. Like unless you're doing excessive amounts of cardio, like marathon style, and, and not enough training, of the other stuff, and not enough of the other stuff, then yes, you can lose muscle mass. But um, yeah, because like, I get the question a lot because I because the girls see me do strength training with yeah. you, um, a lot of booty growth stuff, and a lot of the girls say that they're scared to get into running because they feel like they're going to lose. Not at all. Not at all. Like you do have to be doing an yeah. excessive amount right. and under eating by a fair bit to be losing, to be losing. a lot of muscle mass. Okay. Like you'll, you'll typically see it with um, a lot of challenges that you see at um, gyms or online challenges that last for between kind of four to six or four to eight weeks mm. where people are losing, losing weight, mm. but you don't want to lose weight. You want to lose fat. If mm. you try, if your goal is fat loss, you should be yeah. trying to lose fat, not weight. Yeah. So 
Um, people will lose a lot of weight, which looks good on paper or might look good in photos, mm-hmm. but they're under eating by a fair bit yeah. and they're do- probably most likely doing a lot, a lot of cardio, just yeah. burning a lot of energy over and over and over again yeah. and not maintaining any muscle mass and strength. Yeah. So that weight that's lost is a lot easier to put back on because like I said before, the more muscle mass you have, mm-hmm. the easier it is to, to maintain a lean body weight. Mm. Whereas if you don't have much muscle mass, it's, it's a lot harder. Your metabolism is going to be slower. Your, your base kind of calorie intake is going to be a lot lower. So Yeah, so your metabolism actually does... Um, get quicker as you as your muscle mass increases. Yeah, is that right? Again, to an extent, because your your body has to work harder to maintain its muscle mass. Muscles. Right. Yeah. So the more muscle mass you have, the easier it is to to stay at a leaner uh, leaner physique. Okay. Okay. Cool. And then the word conditioning is thrown yes. around a lot. Yes. So Rachel from the community has asked, "What exactly is conditioning, and how does it help?" Your training. Just a fancy name for cardio, really. Okay. Strength and conditioning, like, is, yeah. is usually a word that's thrown around a lot. It's, it's literally just kind of okay, cardio. So like, you're not going to hear an AFL team call their head conditioning coach a cardio coach. Yeah, right. Okay. So it's really just a, it's just like, Why a, the word conditioning? not a fancy name. It's just like a, a scientific <laughs> industry name, I guess, for, for cardio. Do you know why they called it that? Because you're trying to condition your body. Like, for example, an athlete's trying to condition their body for their sport. Yeah, right. Condition their body for what they need to for be cardio. able to um, withhold during a game or, or whatever, they're, an athlete for their for their running race, whatever it may be. Um, and then we have another one from Kiara Nelson. Mm-hmm. She's asked us if there is anything in particular. What are the best exercises to lose weight and tone up rather than build muscle? So, again, this is probably just touching on strength training mm-hmm. but I think she's she wants to tone without getting too bulky again it's that kind yeah. of topic kind of comes back to what what we covered earlier in terms of you won't get yeah. you won't get bulky but it kind of does this is going to answer her question in mm-hmm. a way and it's actually something that I wanted to bring up anyway is okay, that good. is that with with this strength training and resistance training like your main priority should always be like compound lifts first. Mm-hmm. And um, another analogy I like to use to make it nice and simple is compound lifts, basically what a compound or um, a big lift is what I like to call them, is where you're using multiple muscle groups and like a multi-joint movement. So like a squat, deadlift, lunge, hip thrust, like all these bigger movements that you see um, where you're expending more energy using more muscle groups, they're kind of like the cake, like the base of a cake. Mm-hmm. The accessory movements like the the isolation stuff, um, let's say, for example, like the glute kickbacks, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff, like leg extensions, hamstring curls, all, all that type of stuff, they're like the icing on the cake. Right. So you want to make sure you're taking care or the main priority should be the bigger lifts first. Yeah. Because that's, like I said, they're going to burn more energy, going to help you build more lean muscle mass. They're going to target more of the bigger muscle groups. And then the other stuff's kind of just like the, the icing on the cake, the, the stuff that you do towards the end of the session. But- um, you know, that's an easy trap to get caught into as well as seeing a lot of the the exercises that you may see that look really cool, mm. but they're not. It's like that correlation versus causation. Like they're not necessarily what are giving someone a physique. Yeah, right. Like that. Um, so typically in the in the keeper cleaner program, like we obviously stick to a lot of the movements we do. We're not using a heap of equipment, but mm. even still, we stick to the bigger movements first. Like yeah. a lot of the stuff we do is based around um, movements, not mm-hmm. like isolating exercises um, and then the rest goes from there so 100% don't be afraid of getting big and bulky from doing certain exercises because it's not an exercise that's going to make you big and bulky yeah right so it's not like a certain type right? not at all no 
Um, and then another one on strength training. Um, another couple actually, but firstly oh. from Jessica, and a lot of people liked her question. So I assume Ooh, a lot of you out there winner. are wanting to know this. But if you are <laughs> interested in doing strength training and doing it quite a bit throughout the week, whether it's like three to five days or anything like that. How do they split it up? Do they do a full body session every time they go or should they focus on a body group or? Yeah, there is. There's a lot of different ways to do it. So maybe it might be best if we go through like a few different. Mm -hmm. It it, it really does. Yeah. It really does depend on how many days that you're willing to do it. So for example, if you were going to do two days of strength training, I'd highly recommend doing just two, uh, two full body days. Yeah. So my general rule of thumb is to try and target each muscle group twice per week. Yep. Okay. So you can do that in any way you want. So if you're doing two days, it'd be two full body days. Yep. If you're doing three, it might be an upper, yep. a lower, and then a full. Yeah, if you're okay. doing four, it might be two upper, two lower. Okay. Um, five, it might be upper, lower, and then you might break it down so even break it further down into like going. push, pull, and then right. legs again. Okay. But in the end of the day, you want to be targeting each muscle group or each movement yep. twice per week. And is there a reason why... Um, you wouldn't just do like if you wanted to grow your bum or your booty, mm. you wouldn't just do like four days in a row of booty stuff. Or not that it would, it would you would struggle because it would be hard and yeah. would hurt. But is there reasons behind people not repeating it like that? Yeah, because your body, like your muscles, don't grow in the gym. Okay, when they grow outside of the gym when you're, you're recovering. Time. So yeah, so you're just not giving yourself um, enough time to recover. And I'm assuming. If, you, if you're watching this, you'll be able to see what I'm about to explain. But if you're not watching this, then I'll try and make it so you can understand it. Through <laughs> it's your, like on through radio your when radio anyway. hosts talk about things they're looking at. I'm like, I don't know what you're looking at. But it's like if you've got a starting point and you go into the gym and then you do a hard workout on your glutes, you're now below your starting point. Right. So then if it's been one day and then you go back in, your body's actually not even at the starting point again. Okay. And you're going even lower. So you're okay. constantly like not getting back to where you need to be to actually so recover and grow. So recovery, recovery is important. So it comes back to, you know, sometimes less is more. Like mm-hmm. more is not always better. It's the same as cardio. If you're doing cardio seven days a week, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get better at running mm-hmm. or, or like get a, a better cardio base. It just means you're going to get better at running seven days a week. Yeah. Um, so, um, and, and the goal should always actually be each week to progressively get stronger in the gym. That's another thing is it. Um, and I, I actually made this mistake when I first started training as well. Mm-hmm. That I would go in and, and my whole purpose or my whole aim for the session was just to make sure that I felt like a burn. It, it did not bother me what weight I was lifting, yeah. how many reps I was doing. It was like, just go until you feel like a burn I get and like go to sometimes. the point where you're just like, this is very, very hard. <laughs> yeah, okay. And if I left after that, I was like, yeah, I've had a good you've, workout. You've done something. Whereas now, and I was actually talking to a few girls about this last week who have really focused on this so far this year, um, the goal for me and what should be the goal for everyone is that each week you should be somehow overloading your training. So mm-hmm. whether that means more reps at the same weight, mm-hmm. whether that means a little bit more weight, and that can be like one kilo extra. It doesn't have to be a heap of weight yep. more. More sets, um, slowing it down a little bit, changing the way you're doing exercise. But if you're not actually progressing yep. to some degree over time, then you won't improve. Okay. Yeah, if you're just going in doing the same thing, feeling a bit of a burn and then leaving or making yourself feel like you've worked hard, it feels good at the time, but it's really... It's really not going to do you any favors. I think that is one of the things that has kept me coming back with strength training. I notice that the weeks that I don't come back, I feel weak. Even if I physically don't look that different, mm. I just feel weaker. And I, 
if I if it's been a while and I come back in for a session and I'm not lifting like something that I've done in the past, yeah. I get really frustrated. And I think yeah. it's it reminds me of when I was doing boxing and I would have a couple of weeks off and then I'd get back in the ring with Will and I'd feel so out of it and yeah, slow yeah. and sloppy and it was. I mean, my fit and my fitness level for boxing would just drop. And with strength training, it's like I get frustrated that I'm not as strong. So for me, I, I like coming back because I like kind of ticking off a goal or feeling stronger. And yeah, and it comes know. back to one of the points that I brought up right at the start, like that self-esteem and confidence, especially sure. with females. Like one of the coolest things that I see with girls that come in and lift that haven't lifted before is that a few months in, all of a sudden they're coming in and going like, "What weight can we lift on deadlift today?" Yeah, okay. Or like if they lift a heavy deadlift or or a squat or any exercise. You can genuinely see that, like, they're pumped about it because it is like it feels it feels good to mm. like lift heavier and to do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. So, if like just think about like the fact that you can allow yourself to do that every single week, mm. whereas, like I said, I, I, I'm still a big fan of running and stuff like that. But unless you're really pushing yourself and running a better time every single week, mm. which is very impressive if that's what you're doing, <laughs> it's it's just a different feeling. Like after you finish, like there's just different things that you can focus on. Yeah. Okay. Um, so one of the last ones from the community or the last one from the community that I've got down, um, is on weights from Ashley. So is it better to use heavier weights and do shorter sets or less reps or go lighter and do larger sets and more reps? So I suppose is one better than the other? What's the difference between them both? Are the benefits different? It's important to have a mix of, a mix of both. Okay. Um, which is probably not the answer that people are after, (laughs) but it just is. Please elaborate. It just is. So... Uh, well, a good example is if you're doing just constantly just trying to do more reps, it's yep. going to get to a point where you're just doing a ridiculous amount of reps. Amount of reps, yeah. yeah okay. And, you know, this this goes into a bit, probably a bit too much detail, but like, you know, to, to actually build a muscle, the main kind of rep range that you should be trying to work in is between kind of six and 12 reps up mm-hmm. to about 15. Anything from 15 to 20 onwards is like kind of just... Okay. You're not really doing yourself any favours. You're making it a lot harder, whereas if you're working in that smaller rep range again mm. and just lifting more weight or doing more reps, more sets mm-hmm. and just progressing that way, you're going to see much greater benefits even though it feels like when you're doing sets of 20 or whatever, mm. like I said, you'll feel that burn. You'll feel like, oh, this is really good. But mm. in terms of what you're actually after, in terms of building lean muscle mass, it's not going to... Because I used to be kind of scared to pick up heavier weights because I, in my mind I would just think heavier weights means bigger muscles. So did I. And smaller weights means leaner arms. You know, when I, if I, mm. you know, tra- channel it to just thinking about my arms, I used to literally be so scared to go up weights in my arms particularly because I, I just thought, no, if I just use one to two kilos and I'm just doing quick little movements, then that'll make my arms like skinnier or whatever. Yeah. I don't want to be. But I've noticed there's really not that much difference. Nah, not at all. And if you're lifting with good form, which you should be, yeah, and you're lifting heavier weight, that's that's a good thing because, like yeah. I said, you're giving your so really just a- lift to what you can keep the form at. So, like, if your yeah. form is great, then and you can challenge yourself and go heavier and keep the form, then you should. Yeah, you have to give yourself a uh, your body a reason to change, and then it also yeah. comes back to what I said before in terms of being uh, defined and mm. and toning a muscle. You can't. You can just have the size of a muscle which you'd want to have there and mm. just have a low enough body fat percentage to see it. Mm. That's what creates the tone and the shape. Like you're doing, if you're just doing heaps of reps because you think it's going to tone the, the your arms or whatever it is that you're trying to tone, mm. it just, just doesn't work like that, unfortunately. Mm. It's like saying that, um, you know, and we talk about this a bit in the program, mm. just doing a heap of crunches, <laughs> thinking that you're going to have like shredded six pack. <laughs> 
It's funny it was that easy, yeah. It <laughs> comes only. down it comes down to having a low enough body fat percentage to actually see, see the, abs. the abs there. And yes, doing direct ab training does help mm-hmm. to a degree, but No, yeah, absolutely. If, and it also comes down to genetics. Like yeah. we always say that um Laura and I are probably similar in weight, but we're completely different in body types. So you, we tone up in different areas at different times. Yeah, without a doubt. My arms and legs pretty much look the same level of leanness all the time, regardless of whether I'm a bit chubby or, or whether I'm like the leanest I've ever been. I would love been. to see you chubby. I don't think that's <laughs> <laughs> But like my abs, for example, like yeah. if, if I'm trying to get really lean, they're the last thing that lean out, regardless of how many crunches I do or mm-hmm. what rep range I do for my ab workouts. Like mm-hmm. they're the last thing to lean out and it's mm-hmm. just genetically how yep. I was made. Can't do anything about it. So there's no point worrying about no it. No point worrying about it. Um, okay. So to finish off, is there anything, unless we've already covered it off, mm-hmm. that you find when women are coming to you, whether they're new clients or regular clients, what is a really common issue or problem or misconception or, or, or thing that they bring up with you? Is there something that you're just kind of not sick of hearing because you totally understand where they're coming from, but you just want to get through to every woman out there when it comes to training? Yeah, I think we have covered a lot of it. I think that the biggest thing that I come across is is the kind of initial buy-in to whether or not it's actually going to work. Mm-hmm. So not giving it time to to actually see results. So, um, you know, I might have a client who totally believes what I'm telling them, mm-hmm. but just like you have to understand that it does take a little bit of time. So yeah. um, if they've gone from doing a heap of cardio, mm. it's it's only natural to feel like you're being like lazy yes. by dropping that back and yeah. then going to more strength and resistance-based stuff. But yeah. if you trust the process and actually give it time to, to see the benefits, you actually will. But if you're just repeating that cycle of kind of not even giving enough time and then just going back to your old habits and then going, well, it didn't work in two weeks, so it mustn't really work. Yeah. That's going to be a bit of an issue. But other than that, I think we've covered a lot of it. The biggest one is being scared of doing weights because of the fact that you think you're going to yeah. get bigger. Mm-hmm. If like if you are, if you feel like after a certain period of time that you are getting you know bigger, mm-hmm. it's most likely the fact that you're eating too much. Yeah, okay. Um, and... It might sound blunt, but that's just how it is. Yep. Um, because there's zero chance that you're going to be building a heap of muscle mass unless for some weird unknown reason you're using steroids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I wouldn't yes. think most of the keep it clean no. community would be using. But Probably not unless they have some health issues <laughs> that steroids is the only thing. But I think that's the last thing that you should be worried about for with sure. strength training. And t- you're not going to get big. There's really no downside to resistance slash strength training mm-hmm. for women or for males. Mm-hmm. And if it's something that you haven't tried before, I definitely recommend giving it a go and, and actually giving it time to see the benefits. And even after six months, if you decide it's not for you, then it's not for you, but I, I could guarantee that won't be the case. Yeah. And I think something to point out is that benefits, and we say this all the time in kick, but benefits aren't always physical either. We want you guys concentrating on so much more outside of the physical side of exercise, not just strength training. Um, this goes for like any kind of training, but there are just so many health benefits and emotional benefits to exercise that yeah. they should focus on for sure. The mental like slash emotional benefits are probably some of the biggest benefits of it. Mm. It's insane. It's probably the stuff that keeps you going as well. I feel like if you focus too much on your physical results, it can put you down sometimes or you can get frustrated and give up. But if if I'm focusing on how I'm feeling or my energy levels or how my skin is and all that sort Mm. of stuff, it keeps me going back. And then physical change comes eventually. And you mentioned it before, even if you are a mad runner, 
mm. or someone who just loves the hit workouts in keep it cleaner like these will make those workouts so much easier and mm. you'll perform so much better in those mm. the crossover is massive whereas if you're running more it's not going to make you stronger in the gym mm. whereas if you're doing a little bit of gym work even if it's just a little bit of strength training mm. you will see the benefits in the other areas of your training well, thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. We Been are going to have you back. We're going to talk um, quite a lot about a whole bunch of different things. And we definitely want to have you on and talk about your own personal career as well, because we, as a part of this podcast, um, are having quite a few professionals on in different cool. walks of life. And as a PT, I'm sure a lot of people are interested in knowing how you got to where you are because mm. you're very successful in what you do. Um, And we're very lucky to have you as a part of the program. Pleasure. So we'll have Dan back soon. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening, guys. Thanks for having me on. And thanks for coming. Thanks, (laughs) Steph. Hope you enjoyed that chat, guys. We'll be sure to have Dan back on soon. Now, before we head off, we are going to do our question of the week. So we did ask the community to send in some questions and we thought this one was quite relevant as it was Easter long weekend. Um, there was actually so many of you who asked it. So with no specific name, the question was how to get back on track after a splurge or Easter break. That's such a good question. And I definitely ate a lot of hot crust buns and chocolate <laughs> over the weekend. But I think that's so important to actually enjoy Easter because for me, my childhood memory of Easter is unwrapping Easter eggs and especially the chocolate hot crust buns. They're mm. so delicious. So I think something that I focus on is just... Focusing on the fact that I eat healthy most of the time. So if I have a few days where I don't, it's totally fine. So today is the first day back after the long weekend Mm. and I've just gone back. I did my workout this morning um, and I've gone back into my healthy routine, which is what I usually eat most days, but I'm not worrying about what I ate over the weekend. doesn't mean I have to deprive myself for the next few days, just going back to normal. And I know that because I eat healthy most of the time, Eating off of like, you know, worse than normal is not going to make any difference in the long run at all. It doesn't matter. No, absolutely. And I think it's just removing that guilt. Um, Mm. We don't want anyone to be feeling guilty after the long weekend, Um, particularly where like, for example, I've been sick for the last week. So I didn't just have an Easter kind of um, chocolate Mm -hmm. lovingly big splurge. I also wasn't exercising. I haven't exercised in seven days. And that is something that I used to really struggle with, um, whether it was because I had a cold or an injury um, or I just for some reason didn't work out for two weeks. I used to feel so guilty for it. Um, and that's not to say that I'm so excited to get back into my routine because I am. I can't wait to feel better and be able to be back into my new my usual routine. But I don't have that same guilt that I used to have. And I think that it goes for that, you know, when I'm being sick or when I've had a bit of a splurge on chocolate or whatever it is. Removing that guilt, removing that pressure. You don't always have to be in routine. Um, And as long as you, uh, you know, kind of implement it slowly, you'll be able to get back into routine. You might not be able to jump straight back from the long weekend into like full green smoothie mode, but you'll be able to get there eventually. So just take the pressure off. And we really hope you guys enjoyed your Easter long weekend. And yeah, we really, really hope that no one out there is feeling guilty because you absolutely should not be feeling guilty. But thank you so much for sending in your questions, guys. Um, We'll make sure we put a little questionnaire thingy, whatever they're called when you put it on Instagram (laughs) and ask people for questions. Question box. uh, This week for next week's podcast. And don't forget about our code, which is kickpod, K-I-C-P-O-D, 
for 50% off our program, which you can have on the month-to-month option on the website, which is www.keepitcleaner.com.au. And if you do want to follow us along this week, we update our Instagram stories a lot um, (laughs) on Keep It Cleaner, which is just Keep It Cleaner on Instagram or Steph Claire Smith or Laura.hento. You can see us there. Thanks, guys. (laughs) 